You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you at the Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Those tweets will come up today. We are going to dip into the Peacock and Williamson mailbag on today's program. Uh, we've got questions about the Fantasy Football League, Matt, that we're involved in, the P&W Fantasy Football League that neither one of us made the playoffs in. Close. Sadly. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that stuff. covid I mean, it's it's just continuing. Lots to of come. little topics bouncing. Yeah, around, yeah, like a bunch of little topics right now, that, yeah. that bounce around. The biggest topic today, probably though, is playoffs. How are those playoffs looking? Uh, we've got some projections and how we feel about these teams, which teams we think will be there in the end. All on today's program. This episode is sponsored by Stance Apparel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Matt, let's start with COVID. Let's get this. This is the breaking news out of the way. The Rams and Browns seem to be the teams getting hit the hardest. But, you know, every day it's like, hey, and more more cases came up today in the NFL than over the last month. And we're seeing it in other sports leagues as well. Not a great situation. Rams had Odell go on the list uh, right after that Monday night football game. And now I think there's eight other names that have been added to the COVID list for the Rams. Um, and that seems to be growing. The Browns now have... Uh, the two most important players for the team, your head coach and your quarterback, Stefanski and Baker Mayfield are both now testing positive for COVID. I think what most of the entire offensive line as well, I think they have six or eight guys that are on the COVID list now. Yeah. And Austin Hooper's on that list as well. Uh, And the Joku's coming off and it's brutal. I mean, it's really sweeping the league right now. I think the last number I saw was there was like 85 cases of it and five or six teams are all, not going to the facility this week. They're acting virtually. You know, I mean, that's hard to prepare for a game. And it's crunch time. I mean, this coincides with us talking about playoffs. And especially in the AFC, all these teams play each other. One little loss, especially by a team like where the Browns are at at 7-6, and could mean the difference of staying home or, you know, getting in the playoffs. It's massive, and it's terrible. I mean, the Lions last week, it wasn't COVID, but could barely field a football team. And the Browns are getting to that level now. And they play Saturday instead of Sunday. And when you start hearing these big clusters of them, I always worry that there's more. You know, what's the chances that Case Keenum's going to get it if he's been hanging with Mayfield the last three days? Right. You know and what he I mean? shows like, up positive tomorrow. And right. Yeah. Right. This keeps coming. It's, it's terrible. It, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a scary situation for these teams that are fighting for playoff spots. You lose your coach and your quarterback. That's pretty darn hard to win a game in the NFL anyway. So then it gets more difficult. And they're already the eight seed because of tiebreakers, but they're tied with the Colts and the Bills here uh, with the six and seven seeds to get into that playoff picture there's two other teams so we got five teams one game behind six. the division lead yeah it's crazy so anything could still happen in the AFC because you got the 10 seed Denver Broncos who are 10 because of tiebreakers but they're tied with five other teams for the six and seven seed but they're only what two games behind the one seed in the entire AFC so I guess let's start with that that AFC playoff picture uh and 
to me, to be honest with you, and we talked a little bit about it yesterday. We were breaking down all the games from week 14. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the one seed, aren't they? I mean, they're at 9-4 and four now. They've already tied themselves. Tiebreakers have the Patriots and the Titans over the Kansas City Chiefs as far as seeding goes right now. All three of those teams are at 9-4 and four in the AFC. So 1-2-3 goes Patriots, Titans, Chiefs, division winners. Then you've got the Baltimore Ravens, division leaders right now of the AFC North at 8-5. and five. Then you have the Los Angeles Chargers as the first wild card at eight and five. Let's let's hold off there. And the tiebreakers are best winning percentage in conference games unless there's a head to head. So okay. the New England has the best conference record at seven and one right now. That's a commanding lead, by the way, because yeah, uh, that's that's, that's a couple of um, ga- couple of games in the loss column ahead of the Titans, who are six and three in the conference, and then. Chiefs, Ravens, four and four, five and five. They're five hundred. They can't even catch the Patriots. So a tie is going to go to the Patriots unless the team's got head-to-head tiebreaker. And the Titans do have a tiebreaker over Kansas City because of head-to-head. Titans beat Kansas City earlier this year. So the Titans have to have a better record than the Titans, or the Chiefs have to have a better record than the Titans or Patriots essentially because they're not going to win that tiebreaker to be the one seed over those two teams. So that's a huge advantage for the Patriots and Titans. Huge advantage and. You know, just talking football, I don't think the Titans belong in that conversation for how they're playing right now. You know, I mean, and the side note with the Titans is they beat the Colts twice. So the Colts have really are an extra game behind the Titans in that division. And Tennessee has Steelers, Niners, Miami, Houston. So they're going to win a couple more. You know, I mean, I don't think they're going to go 0-4 in that stretch. The Titans are in. I mean, like. I think New England's in. I think Kansas City's in. But the team I'm most confident is in is Tennessee. You know what I mean? Like, they, they put a lot of money in the bank early in the season. Yeah, so it's essentially three games. They're two games ahead of the Colts already. Right. Then they have twice. a tiebreaker if they tie. So that's that's got to be a massive collapse for the Titans to not get in as the division winner, even if they're the four seed instead of the two seed. Right. They have a three-game lead with four games to play. Right. <laughs> exactly. Pretty good chance. But yeah. here's the thing. So uh, Colts have, lose that tiebreaker to the Titans, but Colts do have the tiebreaker against just about everybody else with all these teams. So right now, mm. the Colts yeah. are, of the seven and six teams, in the sixth seed if it ended as it did today because of conference record. Again, they're six and three. So this is how it goes for the Colts right now with three games to play. Four games to play. How many games left? Four games, Four games to play. Four. Yeah. Um, I, like, I love that extra That's game, 16, by the way. 17 game thing. I love that 17 game. I like it. Uh, so Colts win the tiebreaker over Buffalo, Cleveland, and Denver because of best winning percentage in the conference games. Uh, division tiebreak was initially used to eliminate Cincinnati. Cleveland wins the tiebreaker over Cincinnati based on head-to-head winning percentage, if that makes sense. Okay. So that's how you get the the order of Colts 6, Buffalo 7, Browns 8, Bengals 9, and Broncos 10. And again, it's conference record for Bengals over Broncos. The Broncos are 3 and 5 uh, in the conference. So they're going to lose probably that tiebreaker most likely to anybody, which really hurts the Broncos for getting in. So they have to have a better record than than um they All these teams, but one. So essentially, you can. Uh, it's crazy, but at seven and six, you can almost count the Broncos out because they have too many teams to climb over, and they have to win the tiebreaker over all but one of those teams. You mentioned the Colts. I want to go back to them for a minute because they're seven and six. The Patriots are nine and four. 
even if the Colts don't catch the Patriots, those two teams play each other this week. And I went to I looked at the lines right before we went on on the air for the first time all week. The Colts are favored in that game. I mean, the, the Patriots are a two point dog in Indy. And I put some money on New England, by the uh, way. Put that money but, on it before the before people come in on New England side and that line changes. That's the feeling I, I get couldn't right believe there. it. But if the line holds true and the Colts win, they get the head to head then against New England. They give New England a loss and maybe Buffalo could pass them and then, you know, that really works in the Colts' favor. But I couldn't believe they were favored in that game. Right. It would take a lot for the Colts to get there, but there would only be one game behind if they did beat the Patriots. And then if the Bills mm-hmm. somehow win the East, then the Patriots could go from one seed to seven seed. That's what I'm thinking. Right. right. Very unlikely scenario, but it's it's possible. Like, a lot can still happen in these four games, which is pretty wild. And for any of these teams, like, if somebody wins out, they're, they're probably going to be in because I don't think any of these teams are good enough to, uh, you know, I, I just get the feeling they're all going to be 500 in these last four games, right? They're all going to go two and two. So if one of those teams, that's a huge advantage if they can somehow win out and maybe leapfrog everybody. Yeah. Which is what someone, really, someone like the Steelers would have to do, is just basically win out and they would get in with a six or seven seed. Of course I was going to bring them up, but I was also going to mention <laughs> Thursday night, if the Chargers can knock off the Chiefs, I feel like L.A.'s in. I almost feel like they're in no matter what. But if they can get that win, they might win the division. Yes. And what I've been saying on Steeler Nation Radio is, yeah, the Steelers have a long way to go, and they're 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. But if they win three out of four, I think nine and a half wins will get you in because they don't have any tiebreakers. Tiebreakers don't matter for the Steelers. Yes. So they would be 10-6-1 and one if they win all four of these last games. I think nine, might, nine and a half might do it, though. So they would only so they could go three and one the rest of the way be nine, seven and one. I think that might do it because you'd, that part of it's because you'd then pro- likely beat the Ravens, you'd likely beat the Browns. You know, you would you would give losses to other teams that matter. Yeah, and that that loss or that tie counts as a half a win essentially. So that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though so they're, they're not, one none back, of the matter for them. they're tied in the loss column with all those teams we me- we mentioned, and which is really the essence of it, right? And so they're only one back in the win column. So if they win three and they get ten, or if they win three and they get nine, then any team that wins only two games, they have the half game tiebreaker over them. So they right. also those other teams also have to win three if the Steelers win three to to get that extra half game over. Right, that kind of makes things clearer yes. in a roundabout sort of way. <laughs> you know, But what if Cleveland, without any players, loses to Vegas this week? Then they go to Green Bay, then they go to Pittsburgh, and what might be an elimination game, and then they have Cincy. You know, like, Browns better not lose the Raiders. <laughs> right. It's crazy. But and the, the North is bonkers. Yeah, and then just looking at the division because there's there's some like that's a division where you're just trying to win the division, guarantee you're in because it's you don't want to worry about tiebreakers because there could be a team that right now could win the division and it's an easier path than making the playoffs through the tiebreakers and through the wild card even. Yes. Do you agree that probably two AFC North teams get in? Because I think the Bills, Patriots, Titans, Chargers, Chiefs will probably end up in the playoffs. So maybe it's Colts versus North for another wild card. Uh, it's hard because I think I think all the North teams, right, and I think every team in the NFL has division games left, at least one or two. 
the north um, schedules are crazy. I right. kind of want to run down them. So in the north, um, we've got to go to a break in a second, but uh, in the north, I think it's almost more likely that only one team gets in because those okay. teams are going to beat up on each other, and whoever wins the division is the only one that gets in because right now the rest of the division is losing the tiebreakers to the Bills and the Colts. Right. So here's my last note of the north. I mean, the Ravens are in the driver's seat, but they might not have Lamar. They have the Packers this week. They're going to lose that game. And then they go to Cincy. Then they have the Rams. And then they have the Steelers, which is probably an elimination game. Like, the Ravens might not lose, win another game. <laughs> That's tough. Right. Right. Uh, and, and, if Lamar, it, and if it no takes corners. nine and a half, then right. they have to win two games, not just one, because they're at eight and five right now. Exactly. That that tie, I think, is extremely interesting. This is going to get a lot of fun. This is uh, going right? to be a heck of a lot of fun in the AFC. And, oh, yeah, just another reminder. I said it at the beginning of this conversation. The 10 seed and the 1 seed, there's only two games that separate those 10 teams. And you go one more half a game to the Steelers, that's the top 11 teams are separated by two and a half games, essentially. Yeah, anything I mean, anything only- can happen in these last four weeks. There's only three teams in the AFC that are out of it. Right, yeah, the Jags, Texans, and Jets. There's even fewer right. teams in the NFC that are out of it. Let's get to the NFC okay, playoff yeah. picture next, which is a lot clearer at the top, less so at the bottom, if you can uh, believe that. So uh, wild cards, a lot of fun, a lot more parity this year in the NFL, a lot more playoff spots and more games. Just means more teams are in it for a lot longer, and there's going to be some uh, disappointed teams uh, at the beginning of the new year in January when we hit week 18, I have a feeling that those fan bases are still believing and they still believe they are in it. Let's try to figure some of that out with the NFC side of things next. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away and on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. You've never been to a Super Bowl. It is an amazing experience and you can get there in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences along the way featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star Los Angeles hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. So visit onlocationexp.com SB56 for more information or Search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. You want high quality socks? You want unique aesthetics? Stance Socks. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. I got Stance socks. Didn't know anything about them. Got them as a gift for Christmas a couple years ago. Fantastic. High-quality socks. My go-to ankle socks when I'm out trying to play hoops or go run or do anything athletic. Also got some San Francisco Giants socks uh, that are really nice. Love wearing those. And uh, tons of unique options. If you are a fan of Wu-Tang Clan, there's socks for it. Bob Marley, Major League Baseball, NBA, Star Wars, Marvel Universe, uh, you name it. Tons of options of stance socks or just some great-looking, high-quality dress socks even. 
Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good do good, so go see for yourself. Register for an account at Stance.com to get 15% off your first purchase and use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. The National Football Conference, Matt. This, I think Monday Night Football, the Rams beating the Cardinals made this even easier. It, it tightened up the top teams, but there's yeah. just a clear, like we know five of the seven teams who are going to be in the playoffs, period. And I, we kind of know and six And I think teams. we know three division winners, too. Right. So Packers right now, uh, now that the Cardinals lost, they were the one seed for a while. Now that uh, they fell to 10-3, and three, they're tied record-wise with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. So those are one, two, three. There's your division winners right now, or your division leaders, I should say, when it comes to the West. Um, Packers, one seed. Tampa Bay, two seed. Cardinals, three seed. The 10-team, the only 10-team win, 10-team uh, 10-win teams in the NFL right now. Uh, Packers win the tiebreaker over both Arizona and Tampa Bay because of conference games, conference uh, winning okay. percentage. And Arizona wins based on strength of victory. So we're, we're going to the third tiebreaker here because both Tampa and Arizona have 6-3 and three conference records. So if those remain tied at the end of the season, it goes to the next tiebreaker. So tiebreakers in this order go one, head-to-head, two, conference record, three is strength of of victory and the Buccaneers have hmm. had a more difficult uh strength of schedule than the Arizona Cardinals okay fair enough yeah so strength um, of, I'll break that down really quick even further so strength of victory is so actually strength of schedule and strength of victory are different numbers um and I think strength of so strength of victory only counts the wins right not the, only the wins right okay. so strength of victory for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers is just under 500, 492, and the Cardinals' strength of victory, those teams they've beaten are uh, 4 4 6. And that changes weekly. Right. Yeah, because that's a, that's a total of all the teams they've beaten. So let's say all the teams that the Cardinals have beaten all win this week, that jumps up a lot by, up, you know, yeah, thir- yeah. Four, uh, 13 teams, you know. That makes sense. Right. So. Again, I think three division winners are set. I don't think anybody's catching the Cowboys either. I mean, they have a two-game lead over Washington and Philly. The Packers are going to win the North. The Bucks are going to win the South. The Cardinals or Rams is going to win the West, and the other is going to get in. So that leaves us yes. two spots, and it's like four teams going after them. I think your Niners, as we mentioned yesterday, especially with their schedule – are pretty darn close to guaranteed. I mean, they have Atlanta, at Tennessee, Houston, at the Rams. I mean, that looks like three and one to me easily. And even two and two is going to get the Niners in to me with nine wins. Yeah. Agreed? This is the way I've put it on the Locked On 49ers podcast. They got the Falcons coming up this week, and we've talked about how the Falcons, even though they're six and seven right now, um, are the worst of these teams that we're about to talk about that are vying for that last wild card spot. And they have the, they're ranked 32 in DVOA in the NFL, worse than the Jaguars, worse than the Titans, or worse than the Texans, I mean, worse than the Jets, worse than the Lions. Um, They've been outscored by 108 points this year. And all of their wins are unimpressive. And some of their losses are like, wow, you know, 25 nothing, 48 to 3 or whatever against the Cowboys yeah. a few weeks ago. So um, they're not good. They're not good. So if the 49ers can't beat, and they have the Texans on the schedule. So if the 49ers can't beat the Falcons and Texans, which is all they need to do to get into the playoffs, and they could lose that, look, and that's a tough road game, short week against the Titans on the road, traveling east. I wouldn't be True, surprised if they I still lose. think they're better than the Titans. That's like a scheduled loss. But, you know, neutral field on a Sunday, 
you like the Niners maybe, but that's that's a tough game for them. Then you finish up the, the season with the Rams, who who knows might be resting starters at that point. Um, but if you can't beat the Falcons and Texans, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And that's all the 49ers <laughs> have to do, essentially, to make the right, playoffs. Right. Good point. Yeah, and I think they'll do that. So right. that leaves one spot, correct? That is correct. That leaves one spot. And essentially what that also means is that the top five teams are either going to be um, – Rams five seed or Cardinals five seed. That's really the only okay. thing that's going to flip, and it's going to be the four division right. winners, obviously, at the one through four spots, and just how those teams finish is is the seeding in the order of those division winners. But okay. And then one of the West teams is going to be five, and the other West team, Niners, will be six, most likely, unless they fall apart and somebody else runs the table in the back end. Mm-hmm. I'm, less li- I'm less interested in the seedings at this point as opposed to who's going to be at home. And the way I see, I mean, I know Seattle and Carolina and the Saints and Atlanta can all get in. I just think that is very unlikely by judging what I'm seeing on the field. I don't, I think it's Washington, the Eagles, and the Vikes. And what's really interesting to me, scheduling wise, is Washington and the Eagles haven't played each other yet. So they still have two games left. And, if one of those teams sweeps the other, it basically eliminates the loser, and it might be enough to get the winner yeah. in. If you sweep that, I, I think, obviously, it definitely eliminates the loser, and yeah. I think it almost automatically makes the winner. Unless, like, you know, the Vikings could Unless could run the they table. They could run the table. The right. Saints could run the table. They got Kamara back. They looked a lot better oh. there. Uh, I will say it's difficult. I can't believe that one. Yeah, I, I can't either, but it's difficult. They're at Tampa for... this week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it's not gonna happen. Um, that's what I'm saying. Is like the, the, the miracle scenarios are even difficult because these teams are bad. These teams are under 500 right now, six and seven. They're gonna go in four straight. I mean, they have like Washington had right. a four game winning streak. It's not impossible, but uh, it's still unlikely. It seems like with all these teams are playing, like nobody wants this spot, and it's like kind of the NFL maybe went too far. And this will be the argument for not having a seventh, or you know, that seventh. Uh, playoff team and that extra wild card as people are like you can't have teams with losing records in the playoffs man and uh and an odd uh, an odd number of games will allow that if an eight and nine team gets in and I wouldn't be surprised if that happens between these teams because that means they all go 500 and currently that'd be a better winning percentage than they already have right right that's an improvement of where they're at <laughs> um I guess my last note is the Vikings to me of those three teams are the one that I would trust on the field to get hot but they have the Bears twice, the Rams, and at Packers. Like, they're not going to sweep that. No, the Bears are playing awful, but Justin they're Fields kind of improving. I could see the Bears having a hot game, and Justin Fields runs for 100 yards and you know throws for 250 yards, and you know they put up some, some points on them. They, they put together a full game like they did in one half against the Packers, maybe. Um, but you got to f- like their chances to win two of those games. Maybe they knock off one of those other teams, the Rams or the Packers. Maybe somebody maybe. in Week 18 is resting starters again. That could be uh, part of it here. Um, like, if you're the Packers you've got the division sewed up, but there might be something to play for, for even all those top five teams, even though they're locked into a playoff spot because of seeding. Cause obviously that buy is huge. If you're the one seed and, and having home games is huge. If you um, are, are some of the other teams. So there might be something to play, be play for, for every team here through week 18. We'll see how things go. Interesting. Though. Yeah. The NFC is a little easier to decipher than the AFC, right? Just because it's, 
Five is de- five is locked in. Six is six nearly is locked in yeah. because the Niners also have the head-to-head tiebreaker against the Vikings and the Eagles already. And if they beat the Falcons, they've got the head-to-head there. So then the only team that could beat them with um, conference record would be Washington and the Saints. Yes. And just to th- not to go backwards here, but to even convolute the AFC more, the team that I'm most – you know, I, the, what I think is the worst team of the contenders is the Raiders, and I wanted to bury them, but they play the Browns this week who don't have any players. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. the Raiders might not go away. Right, and the Raiders, who are six and seven right now, we talked about it. Look, run the table, ten wins, nine and a half gets you in. Well, there you go, you're in. Right, but right. I mean, can you see the Raiders running the table? What is there? What's the rest of their schedule after the Browns? Let's look at that really quick. They got here. Denver Colts Chargers. So, no, but... Not impossible. Um, they've already beaten the Chargers, right? Once. I or no, think they, so. Wait, did That they? Indy doesn't look good. When did they play the Chargers? Oh, yeah. No, they lost to the Chargers. In That was their first loss. Remember, they started out 3-0. Then they lost a couple mm, yeah, and yeah, yeah. came back to earth and had been about 500 since then. Um, but I thought we could bury them by now, but you can't. You can't. You, you definitely can't mathematically... But I think in my heart, I've buried them. And that's why the listeners get mad at us, because we don't believe in the Raiders. And they've kind of finally fallen back to where you think they were. And they're so undermanned now. And defensively, they can't hang. And Derek Carr, a valiant effort early in the season, keeping things together with the team falling apart and losing players and losing their head coach. And, you know, it was a respectable job they did. But, like, they're, they've won one game in the last – they've won one game since October. Right. I mean, it's bad. I mean, in my head, I've buried the Broncos for some time. But looking at the lines, they're favored against Cincinnati this week. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's this is going to be wild. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think I know which teams I I feel good about. There's six of them in the NFC, and there is okay. Let's let's use this as a as a tie-in because this will sort of make us put a button on some of these teams that are on the cusp that are that are on the fence are they in are they out they're fighting for the couple last couple wild card spots in 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 these two conferences i'll ask you the question now when we come back in a second we will I answer for you too and i know we're running out of time okay no it's a okay. lot of stuff up in the air right now it's okay we can we, we can push some into thursday if we need to yeah. um this question from zachary he says i know uh it's thinking a little far ahead but what is a super bowl matchup that you wouldn't mind seeing that doesn't have any of the top teams in it the one I've been thinking about is Cincinnati versus Minnesota offensive showcase. So mm. that question, so to, so the non-marquee, non-like division-winning teams, you know, the non-locked-in teams right now, basically the Super Bowl that the league wants the least. Which one of those teams could you? And I'm going to kind of add a little something to it. Not not only which one would you think is the most fun matchup, but which is the most likely of those teams to to end up in a Super Bowl? That's sort of like the league is like, ah, that's not the ideal Super Bowl that we wanted this year. So that is the question we're going to start with next with the mailbag portion of this podcast. We got to talk about the Peacock and Williamson Fantasy League as we head toward the fantasy playoffs as well. Coming up. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, low in sugar, low net carbs and low fat, but high in protein. So you stay satisfied and you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, all the original flavors. You know if you listen to this podcast, all the delicious original flavors, but they've got new flavors coming for the holidays all the time. 
How about this? Try this one. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Also a lemon cheesecake flavor if you don't want the chocolate-covered variety. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You will get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Matt, I teased it. What's a Super Bowl matchup that you wouldn't mind seeing that doesn't have any of the top teams in it, or which one of the non-top teams do you think is the most likely to be at this Super Bowl matchup? Zachary throws out Cincinnati versus Minnesota, and I'm sure the league would hate a Cincinnati versus Minnesota oh, Super Bowl yeah. this year. Um, and and they'll probably not get the highest viewership, but I, I'm, I don't disagree. That's not a bad one right now. Um, I'd probably throw in, for me personally, which one I would like to see the most that isn't among those top teams and the division winners and marquee franchises. Probably the Chargers, just because of my vote. a yeah. young superstar quarterback that would be fun to watch in Justin Herbert, uh, a defense that could possibly give up some points, so you might see some fireworks in that game. And then on the NFC side, side um it would be one of those six and seven teams and uh maybe i would have to say something like oh man that's a tough one yeah vikings just because of the the offensive firepower that's good you've got you know cousins throwing to jefferson if thielen's healthy what what's what's the prognosis with thielen is he coming back that I'm not certain. Yeah. We'll probably have a better idea tomorrow. Yeah, we'll figure that out before we preview these games. But, you know, if you got Jefferson and Thielen and Cook, and uh, that, that could be pretty fun there for the Vikings versus the Chargers. Maybe the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the problem with those teams are the quarterbacks. Like, I, I'm, Burrow's a great one. Herbert's even a better one to see in the Super Bowl, and their stock could rise next to Mahomes, all that stuff. But even the Niners, Jimmy, Kirk, Jalen, and... Heineke don't exactly move the needles too much. <laughs> right. There's enough star power, I think, on the Niners, and they're a big franchise right, and right. a marquee franchise, so I think the league would definitely be... A, I think the league would have no problem with any of these top six teams in the NFC right now. Cardinals right. have the least you know, uh, drawing power of those teams, but they've been good, and they've got... Kyler. Uh, Kyler Murray and you know they've been a really good team all year so they've gotten a lot of pubs so I don't think the league would really care too much about that but you know may, I guess maybe you know Chargers Cardinals wouldn't be the hugest draw as far as big fan bases uh and, no you know, and global fan bases that kind of thing but that would be a pretty fun game too oh yeah Kyler versus Herbert would be awesome what's the most likely of these bad teams do you think I was going to say Chargers, Niners, but I don't know if I can count the Niners as a bad team. I, I included them because I think there's five very good teams yes. and they kind of stand alone at six. So I cheated a little, but I might say Vikings, you know, but we talked last time. I mean, and I'm not even sure they're going to get in, you know, but they're better than Washington and Philly to me. Vikings. Yep. That's the team. That's the seven seed. That has to be. I mean, mm -hmm. although their schedule isn't great. No, that's tough. Again, that's two more wins. That's eight and nine. That's eight and nine if they go two and two. Someone's going to win three games. Philly and again. Washington and Philly play each other I, twice. Philly, if one looks, of those gets the better of the other. Philly's going back to Hertz. They looked pretty darn good with Minshew. They've got Washington twice. They've got the Giants. They can they could sweep those next three games and be uh, already at nine wins going into the Cowboys game. And what if the Cowboys sit their starters because they're already locked into you know whatever the four seed or the three seed or something. That's probably true. I mean, because of all these top teams, Dallas seems most likely to rest their starters because they probably can't get the one seed. 
and they probably are in no danger of losing the division. Plus, Zeke and Dak could really use it. According to 538.com, Eagles at 37%, now that I look at it, uh, agrees with us. They are the most likely, and I think that's based on schedule. Then after that is the Vikings, then Washington, then New Orleans, then Atlanta. Am I missing a team? Minnesota is above them then. Yeah, Minnesota is too. So the 538 percentages ranks them Eagles, Vikings, Washington, New Orleans, Atlanta. Okay. In the NFC. Again, I keep bringing this up, but if Washington or Philly's coaching staff finds this wonderful weakness in that other opponent and beats them twice, that really sets this thing on its head then. Minshew or Hurts? Or both? Why not go two quarterback systems? I've heard rumors that they might, on third and eight, Minshew might trot out there on passing downs. That would be wild. That'd be wild. That would be pretty nuts. Or just like, you know, uh, you you have to have, you, you can't do it. I don't think you can do it that way. It has to be the I opposite. think it's a terrible idea. It has to be fun. the, it has to be the, the third down guy is your main guy. And the, the, the more athletic quarterback is the second player that comes in that gives you matchups in certain down and distance. I, I I can't imagine it being like Hertz hands off twice, then Minshew runs on the field and throws on third down. That'd be that would be insane. I think that would be insane. People would lose their minds and, and hate that. Uh, on top of along it being those not a lines, great... though, I didn't study it, but I think Cam Newton didn't get benched this week. He just got benched in two minute you know situations for Walker because he hasn't been there. You know, like that's kind of along those lines, but that's not good. Sam Darnold. That's not a good way to... Um the Panthers designated Sam Darnold to return from IR. I mean really? is it possible? Uh, Matt... gonna, talk about a team getting hot. Sam's gonna come back and they're gonna sweep everybody, win the Super Bowl. <laughs> that would how about that if Sam Darnold came back and then ended up he ended up taking them in at five and eight and they, they run the table, go nine and eight and make the playoffs. Matt Rule did say though that Sam Darnold is quote not a factor right now. Okay. We have to talk about this Browns death chart. I'm sorry. I yes. don't know if I've ever seen anything like it. So my buddy Dale, who I do a Steelers show with, just texted me this, and I forwarded it to you. If you go to ESPN right now and you pull up the Browns death chart, and I assume some of this is subject to change if some of these guys are, one, vaccinated and can put back-to-back negative tests together before Saturday night. Yes. But unlikely. So I'm just going to start a quarterback and go down. Mayfield, out. Kareem Hunt, doubtful. Landry, out. Ryan Switzer on IR, big deal. Uh, Questionable, Schwartz, out. Hooper, out. Najoku, out. Or questionable, Harrison Bryant. That's our top three tight ends. And uh, this, this uh, I just want to point out that that would mean there's a human being named Miller Forrestal that could potentially start a tight end, <laughs> and that is the first time I've ever said or read that name in my life. Does anybody own a Miller Forrestal jersey? Run to your this waiver wire cool. right now and claim Miller Forrestal. Here's the craziest, though, is the O-line. First of all, starting right tackle, Jack Conklin is on IR. He's done. The swing guy, Chris Hubbard, on IR. He's done. Everybody else, Wills, Shredder, Teller are out, and Batonio is questionable, and his backup, Drew Forbes, who I don't know, is out. Like, that's the whole offense. That is insane. That is, you can't play, you can barely feel the team, let alone go right. win a football game with, with missing all of that. 
and the defense isn't much better. And their their punter is out. John Johnson's out. Troy Hill, Clowney. No, he's questionable. Harrison's questionable. Newsom's questionable. Malik. Both their starting defensive tackles are either questionable or out, as well as Tack McKinley. So the only so, basically here, oh. l- l- let's break it down and make it simpler, just because there's so many names on the out and questionable side of of those players that are starters for the Browns, like solid starters for the Browns that are expected to play this weekend. You've got Nick Chubb, fullback, Andy Janovich. Better have a big game. Miles um, Garrett, Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa, Denzel Ward. That's it. That's it. And a lot of the yeah. questionables are, play, are playing, I'm sure, and some of those that tested positive early in the week will have a chance that are vaccinated to get those negative tests, so they might get in there and play, but right now they can't field even a team to practice, let alone go play a game. And hopefully, like we said to start the show, Case Keenum doesn't show up on the thing because he was hanging with Mayfield two days ago. Or, right. you know, there might be more to come. <laughs> and the head coach. We didn't say it. And the head coach, Oh, yeah, too. And the head coach, yeah. yeah. And maybe more coaches to come. You oh, know? my like, gosh. It's great. I mean, it's unbelievable. And they play Saturday. They don't play Sunday. Like, hey, Miles Garrett, do you want to play left tackle, too? <laughs> you run routes? I, mean, I bet he's okay at tight end or tackle or wherever I'll they want to put him. J-O-K. Oh, Awusu Cormo, absolutely. He's dynamic. <laughs> he's he can do some things. Never leave the field, you two. You guys are playing 120 snaps. <laughs> that would be fun to put it, put together a two-way team. We should do yeah. that in the offseason. An, an, an all-NFL team where you, everyone had to play both ways. So you have to find out who could play on the other side of the ball. I like it. Yeah. You know, like, bring Donovan Peoples-Jones off the edge as a blitzer. Or Nick Chubb, you're playing linebacker, too. You know, I mean, it's almost to that point. Let's wrap this up. Question from Josh, who is in our fantasy football league. He says, don't mean to pour salt in the wound, but do you want to do an update on the Peacock and Williamson Fantasy League on the show tomorrow? Yes, I think we are obliged to do that, Joshua, who is, uh, his team name is the Jerry Rice of Question Askers, I think is his team name, yeah. which is which is perfect because he comes strong with questions every week here on the show and he did make it into the fantasy football league and he is in the playoffs and matt we are not in fact the jerry rice of question askers joshua has a buy in the first round of the pnw fantasy league playoffs and matt i do want to i do want to sit here and say i'm going to prop up my chair a little bit and say that um despite the rough season i had I had a big week last week, and I passed you up for the one seed (laughs) in the consolation bracket. So actually, Matt, you and I both have buys this week in the consolation bracket as the seven and eight seeds. I beat you by nine overall points as the tiebreaker, but we were both under 500. We're essentially the the Raiders and uh, the Eagles of this fantasy football league right now. Maybe the Vikings. I don't know which team you want to be. But, uh, yeah, we didn't have a great fantasy season. I am going to make a huge excuse for myself and say that I lost my first two round, my, my two first round picks in, uh, in Ridley and um, Derrick Henry. And then he even lost my third round pick, Kittle, for a while, although he was massive yeah. for me the last two weeks. So I'm going to use big time excuses. I don't know if you have any excuses you want to throw out there for why uh, you underperformed in the fantasy football league against the listeners this season. No excuses for me. You know, we are the uh, the first and second seeds on the outside looking in. So good for everybody else. Um, I don't know what our consolation round even gets us, though. <laughs> like, what is it that we're going to win if we win the consolation prize? We get to keep this podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. One of us has to go, Matt. Loser leave town, Matt. <laughs> yeah. 
The good uh, stuff, though, it was fun. I'm, I wish more people could, could have got in. And um, same with the uh, Survivor pool, too. You know, that was good stuff as well. We'll have to do that next year as well. How about this, though, Matt? Just to, just to, just to turn this, uh, Joshua's feeling good about himself over here, uh, as he should. But, Matt, I will say, we were both in the top six. In fact, we were both in the top five. I think we were three or four and five, respectively, in overall points. A little bad I noticed luck. that. A little bad luck to me is a more of a right. I got to fire my defensive coordinator. Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, we, we 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 did pretty well on the offensive side of the ball as offensive coordinators. We got to fire the defensive coordinators on our our fantasy football teams. So, yeah. In fact, you know what's funny, and this is what happens in year long leagues. Best coasted, he finished twelfth overall with a five and nine record. He has the third most points in the in our entire fantasy league. So, how's that for bad luck? Wow, that is crazy. This is a an off-season topic, but my home league is my favorite way to divvy out the bucks. Is 50% goes to the league scoring winner, you know, points overall points. 25% goes to the Super Bowl champ. 25% goes to the number 2 points scorer winner. So sometimes you could double up. You could be the Super Bowl champ in one of the other two, but I like to take the luck out of it a little bit and whoever put together the best team start to finish and scored the most points should get the points, get the money. I like that. I don't have a problem with that at all. Oh, and, and, and here's another thing is Matt, we both had more overall points than the division winners in both divisions. Yeah, that's crap. We yeah. got short end of the stick. Yeah. And that's, we, that's we did our job. Oh, you know what? I was counting the points before hold on after this last week it's it's even more skewed in our favor i'm actually third overall in points and i believe you are yeah you're fifth so we're third and fifth in overall points and nobody would want to play us coming in the playoffs no not at all you do not want to come to this house well coached (laughs) (laughs) we'll win the turnover battle absolutely yeah well well scheme yeah all right Good stuff, Matt. Thank you for all the questions. We kind of had some long conversations on some of this other stuff. The playoffs are fascinating this year. We will continue to update update that uh, as the weeks pass, and we're on the home stretch to the 2022 Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. And Matt and I will be back tomorrow right here. We got to start looking at those Week 15 matchups. Thanks for making us your first listen, by the way, every day right here on Peacock and Williamson.